Good morning, everybody. It should be a good yantiv today. A good Tu Bishvat to everybody. Things we can't see under the ground. Tu Bishvat the holiday of believing that something's happening even if you can't see it. It's a big Indian. Big Indian. In the month of Shvat, we're learning, sponsored by the Pollocks, Lilinish Mashimam and Moshe, Tzriban Mordechai, and Shira Rachma Basrev Alter Nasin Nata. And uh, also for the Zivogun, for Daniela Khanna Basar Libby. And the week is sponsored by Shlomit Koffler Weinrib, memory of her brother, David Koffler. All right, so we're going to wrap up today this mimer called Simchat Yushalayim Yerachok. And just a quick a quick recap of the end of last week's shir, where the Baal Shem Tov gave us permission for something. What did the Baal Shem Tov give us permission for? To understand the time of day that we're living in. It's already Erev Shabbos Mincha. After Mincha Erev Shabbos, which means that you could do Tosefet Shabbat, or you could wait till Shabbos comes in, in order to have Shabbos, right? That's what, that's what we learned last week, more or less. You could either wait, Bemet, till Yom Shekul Shabbos, till everything is perfect, till Mashiach is here, to allow yourself to be tapped into any Shabbos HaNefesh, serenity of the soul. Or you could do what we try to do every week, which is to take in Shabbos a little bit early. Never before has there ever you know, been such a need a great need to borrow time from the future, to take in Shabbos early, which would mean to allow ourselves to already now, already now, in the time that we're in right now, to already have Shalom Bayit between our, between our bodies and our souls. So therefore, we're going to end up here in today's Shia by Rav Kluger to understand what, what's the technique, a beautiful ending of how, how does one do this? How does one do this? And I think that it's so apropos, so shyach to, uh, to the world that we're, that Hashem wanted us to be alive in, and the time that we're, in alive, we're, we're alive in right now. You know, when, when people go to the, when people pass away, we always say about them, oh, they went to Olam Ha Emet, which means that the world that we're in is Olam HaSheker. So it's, I never really understood that till, till today's t- context. What does that mean that the world that Hashem created here is called Olam HaSheker? And why would Hashem want us to spend time in Olam HaSheker? Like, at a certain point, you have to ask yourself, um, is my job here in this world to call out everything as just one big Sheker? Now, there are people that that's their whole mitzvah is basically going through everything in this world and realizing, Zesheker, Zesheker, Zesheker. They're not really fun to hang out with people like this because, you know, it's so good to see you. <laughs> you know? You know, it's so, you know, what a beautiful Shabbos meal. Like, everything becomes, what's a cherek me'olam everything. No, not Shabbos, because Shabbos is, no, not Shabbos. But everything else, like everything else, is basically, olam oh, that looks so good on you. Thank you. No, that's olam you know. At a certain point, it becomes like, it becomes just too much to handle. Like, if everything is sheker, then what, what am I busy doing here? How could I, how could, how could I manage? What could I do in this world? We, we, what we're going to try to understand today is how, how does that work simultaneously? How do we live, how do we understand living in a world that's olam sheker while borrowing time from the future where it's not olam sheker? Now, obviously, in today's day and age, in the world that we're in, what's in front of us, Never before have we felt, on, a, on a, such a grand scale, 
that we really are living in Olam HaSheker. Like we, it, it's not so hard to really feel that. It stinks. It's not fun. It's not enjoyable. It doesn't make you feel that much better. You know, you'd think, oh, if I could identify Sheker, I'd start feeling much better. It's not necessarily like that. It's a very, it's a very interesting thing. And then, Olam Haimet, Ad Me'avesim Shana, right? Then, you know, after 120 years. And to be able to understand how Hashem created the world, we have to go back to a very, very important Midrash that I'm sure many of you remember. Uh, but the way that the tzaddik teaches it uh, is, is going to be shedding a lot, at least for me, shedding a lot of light on looking back in a Midrash that all of us know, but I think it'll give us a new zavit reya, a new, a new angle of, of looking at it. So on the pages that you have in front of you, on the, on the copies, it's the, it's the paragraph that's on Ot Vav that says, Elohim Divrei Chazal. On the Sefer that most of you have, I don't know what page it is. Kufyud. Elohim Divrei Chazal. Okay, very good. So, Elohim Divrei Chazal, Rav Kluger, is reminding us of the Midrash and Bresh Yisraba regarding the creation of the world. Angels came before Hashem. And they said to Hashem, why would you create human beings? It's all Shekhar. That's a famous Midrash. But Rav Kluger is Medayak here, and he says, who are these angels that said that you shouldn't create the world because man is all just about a, a, a pile of lies? It's the Midah of Emet. Remember it says that all these different Midot, Hashem consulted with different Midot to come and say, you know, should, I, should I create the world, should I not create the world? So the Diuk here is that the Midah of Emes is the one that told Hashem, But Hashem Barach looks at those angels, or looks at that Midah, called the Midah of Emet, and he says, I'm throwing you down to the earth. Hashem took this thing of Emes, and he basically enabled the world to still exist by taking the Midah of Emet and throwing it down into the ground. That's the way we understand the Midrash. But it's a very, it's still a lot of questions over here. He'edif al panea emet acheret. If Kluger says, it's not that he got rid of the Midah of Emet, and therefore he was able to create the world and say, no, Sheker could be here. Is that God rathers a different type of Emes. To be in the world. Now, this is very deep. This is very, very, very deep. Again, he edif al panea emet acheret, shenemar emet ne'eretz titzmach. A different emes, which is called emes, will sprout forth from the land, from the ground. He ha emet la'amita. This is the level of emes la'amita. Reb Nachman has a lot, of, a, lot, a lot, a lot, a lot on this, and the difference, these two levels of truth. Truth and truth of truth. I think I shared with you one time the story that Reb Nassim came to Reb Nachman and told him he was offered a position as a rub somewhere. And Reb Nachman said to him, uh, you know, and Reb Nassim wanted to know, should I take on this, this gig? So Reb Nachman said to him, uh, uh, no, you shouldn't, because, you know, this uh, only an insane person would accept upon themselves to be a rub of a community. <laughs> and also, you have to run away from these things for dear life. But then, and, and Reb Nassim's like, yeah, of course. Right? But then Reb Nachman said, no, no, but on the level of Emes Lamita, 
you should. Because you are that person that would want to run away from all this and knows that it's crazy. And so you understand there's MS and there's MS Lamita, and it's a lot of different, you could plug this into a lot of different places. Like there's a lot of things about our lives and level of Emet, it's not Shayach, but on the level of Emet Lamita, it is Shayach and vice versa. There are a lot of people, there are a lot of things, level of MS, it is Shayach, but on the level of MS Lamita, it's not Shayach. Okay, there's a lot of different examples. It's not, I don't want to go into it right now, but for here, it's that Hashem said, this emet that you're talking about, Malachim, you're, I, got, I got to throw, throw you out of this. This is not, I'm throwing you down. And a new world of emet lamita, a new world, a new world of emet will sprout forth from the ground, from this world, something you Malachim have no shaykhs to and you can't understand. On the level of emet, you're right. On the level of emet lamita, you're not right, angels. Midai emet, you're not right. This is going to, this is going to be, get a little bit clearer soon. Right? But it's dafka, true, that people, us, that are absorbed with so much lies around us, we are the ones that are able to bring nachat ruach and oneg before HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And re'eze ma'amar chazar sh'ashem itbarach sh'hu... Kel Emunah, what does it mean? It says in Azinu, God is a God of Emunah. This is so beautiful. She'emin ba'olam uvra'o. God believed in the world and then he created it. This is so powerful. The world that we see in front of us, which is the world of Sheker, can make a person think that the last few psukim of Parshat Bereshit are the real truth. What are the last few psukim of Parshat Bereshit? The Parshat? That God says, I'm looking at what I created, and I'm getting sad in my heart, and I regret creating it. Then we have, of course, Noah comes and saves the day, the last pasuk in Parshat Bereshit. But based on the last few psukim before that, Hashem, you don't, Hashem doesn't believe in the world that He created. That's the, that's the end of Parshat, the kimat, the end of, of Parshat Bereshit. Hashem does not believe in the world that He created. Now, for us today, if we didn't have pnimius, if we weren't drinking from the Baal Shem Tov and his world, like, Bemer, think about it. You look at, you look at the whole world, and what does it seem? It seems, like, mamash, it could seem so convincing as well, that this installation, this, this, this world we see in front of us, I don't identify God, God's belief in what I see in front of me. Do you understand what, I, what we just said? I'm looking at the world. I'm saying like, wait a second. Hashem, you believed in the world and created it, and I'm looking in front of me, and I'm saying, the God that I believe in, that I believe in doesn't believe in, in, in the world that is in front of me. Right? Do you understand how this could be govel on apikorsus? Even right, this could be this is borderline chalila apikorsus, but we're trying to make a very, very powerful point. And you know what Hashem says when you look at him and you say, "This world, um, this is not the world that you believe in. Uh, I don't believe in that. This is what you believe in, Hashem. What does Hashem say back to you? What does Hashem say back to the person that looks at this world and says, "This can't be the world that you believe in." <coughs> Look deeper. You're right. You're right. Welcome. What else? Welcome to the new world. Welcome to the new world. 
Ah, okay. That's that's interesting. So make it the world. So make it, wait, what's that? So make it the world that I believe. So make it the world that I believe. So Hashem says that's like a very big Chabad, uh, you know. So like, you know, I know. It's the first time you're probably, <laughs> I'm saying. So it's basically saying, you're right. Like, exactly. But you know who else had this question? Avram Avinu. <laughs> so every person that comes to that conclusion, Hashem is saying, I, I wasn't waiting for you to come here and tell me, you're, you know, it's Sheker, you're right. Uh, Baruch was saying to each person that comes to the realization that this can't be the, the world the way it is that you believe in. Hashem is saying to each person that comes to that conclusion, I've been waiting for you. Amash. I've been waiting for you. I've been waiting for you to call out all the Sheker. That's the, that is the purpose of the Bria. The Bria, God didn't create a perfect world. God created a world waiting for those to open their eyes and join God in changing over the whole world. That's the busy, that's the work we're here to do in this world. And that's the emet la'amita. That's the real, real, real truth. The truth is, it's all sheker. The emet la'amita is, but it's been waiting for you to call it out and now do something about it. I'm sorry, I, I can't, I just can't hear it's not the world that Hashem believes in. What's the difference between the two? Between the world and people, it's yeah. the same reason why we celebrate um, Adam Rishon and not the world. Rosh Hashanah, you're talking about. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because Hashem's not saying, I believe in this world, He's saying, I believe in the people that I brought into this world. Because otherwise, we would celebrate Chav Hei Elo. Yeah, that's interesting. That's very good. Nachon. Nachon. Okay. So the bottom, uh, the end of this paragraph says, Hashem yigbarach ukele muna she'emin ba'olam u'brao she'lo ba'u b'nei adam liyot reshaim ela liyot tzadikim. Like the point here is not like, if it's olam ha'sheker, let me try to become a shakran. <laughs> if this is actually olam ha'sheker, I'm just going to like, let me represent. Many people are mamash excelling in that. Let me represent the olam ha'sheker. No. It's, let me call it out and flip over the whole world. And in the, through the inspiration of the, of the bitter exile, So because of Galus, because of the state of exile that we're in, so a Jew looks around and he says, he sees, the, all he sees is, you know, inside of him also sometimes is what he sees outside of him. Kuloshkarim. You know, the, outside, the Rambam says that the greatest influence on, on the man is, is his surrounding. Because you start, to, you start to view yourself, you start to experience yourself like what, what, connected what you see outside of you. And that's a very, very heavy thing. And that's the test of this, of this door. Can you not view yourself based on what you're looking at? Is it like, is, it's not your mirror. It's your indicator as to what to run so far away from as opposed to being your mirror of what's going on inside. A spark of Geula is basically living Tubishvat every single day. Because on Tubishvat, like we said in the beginning of Shir, it's emet me'eret titzmach. There is something that is growing right now that currently, when, when, it was plant, you know, when it was planted, it rots, it's integrated with dirt, with sheker. Ke'ilu, what represents sheker. 
and yet I believe that something so beautiful will be grown out of it. But if I, if I don't have the enough koyach and the patience to just say it's sheker, but something's going to grow out from it, but I start calling it emet, nothing will grow out of it. Stomeret, and this connects very much to what we were learning yesterday in the Menshir. The first stage of recognizing, of, of transforming darkness into light, <coughs> is calling out darkness for what it is. And not pretending that, no, no, it's really good, I just can't see it. No, 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 no. It's dark out there. It's sheker out there. It really is. It really, really is. But that's out there. It's like Zusha has that beautiful song of Hanukkah. My kids know it really well. It's dark outside, but it's light in here? Right, it's dark outside, but it's light in here. Right. Al gilu al avalit no tetsud geulahi labit el ota emet meeret titsmach she benafsho. Al gilui eloki she yudi zochele halot mitocha arziot mitocha maamakim shu tovea beem chasar onim. Like there's no heter to ever say that I'm rotten. There's no heter to ever come to that conclusion in the name of truth that I'm also rotten. No, no one ever gives you that heter. You could always say it about everything you see outside, but no one ever gave you the heter to say, no, 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 that's a reflection of mamish me, and I'm kulosh karim as well. I may have absorbed a lot of shkarim, but I definitely have not really, I can't become kulosh sheker, because I'm a chelek elokamimah. I can never become that. Now, he, he, he gives a mashal over here. Derech mashal. Yehudi yotzem enav mirot bera, אף שכבר אין לו מכך סיפוק ובשמחה, ביותו רוחו נפולה כבר, פגועה ומרה. So a Jew has to close his eyes from seeing anything bad, even though it doesn't bring him any simcha to do that anymore, because you're so... Who, who gets simcha by closing their eyes from looking at the darkness of the world? Does that make you happy? Or do you just feel like you're being saved in the moment? It doesn't bring you simcha. But just know, Rav Kluger says, when you close your eyes from the sheker of the world... You may not be feeling something so elated and beautiful. But having emunah and Hashem al-pitoras about Hashem tov is, you have to believe that at that moment that you choose to close your eyes from the sheker of the world, rega kazeh hu gilui kvod shamayim ba'ofen na'ala. What did you do at that moment? You revealed kavod shamayim in the world. Ve'ashem itbarach sachs ve'sameach al-kach. And this brings tremendous nachas to Hashem, even if you don't feel it, but maybe you can get out of yourself for a second and say, it's not about me. What brings Kavot Shemaim to the world? And if what I'm doing brings Kavot Shemaim to the world, maybe I could tap into that which makes Hashem really happy. So what are we saying? Usually we're waiting to feel happy and feel good by things that make us feel good. But a more p'nimi is the kasimcha is the emunah that sometimes I do things that maybe don't make me feel personally so elated, but if I get out of the picture and it stops being about me, and I stop and saying, you know what? This right now, choosing to be an Avram Avinu in the moment where everything around me is still Choshech, this brings so much Nachas Ruch before Hashem. This actually makes Hashem so elated and so besamcha. Maybe I'll join and tap myself into what makes Hashem happy instead of just waiting to always feel good. To feel good. It's a completely different world of simcha. Is it the, the separation? It's the first. It's the first. 
yeah, but then there's Achna and Amtaka, but yeah. it's the first Shlav, Nachon, Havdala. Yeah, remember, what, what is this whole parak about? It's about Shalom Bais. It's about having peace between the body and the soul. Usually what makes us feel good are not necessarily things, perhaps, that I could say, oh, this is bringing Hashem so much Simcha. But what about if it was about bringing Hashem Simcha and then tapping into it? It'd be a completely different approach to the world of Simcha. Here, Rav Kluger said, he's stuck in a world of Sheker, Sheker. Closing my eyes and calling out the Sheker doesn't necessarily make me the Simcha. It may make me feel more lonely, even at times. Like many of my friends that are very just integrated more in, in, in the outside world, and especially those that live in Chutzlaretz, have discussed with me quite often how many friends they lost over the last few months. Associates, people at work, you know, associates at work, people, they, you know, they can't believe that certain people they thought that they, that, that loved them, you know, that they clearly did not take a stand or even worse, right? When after Simchas Torah. So that, your your davuk to the midah of emet, which could even hurt, because it could even make you feel more lonely sometimes. But if you if you yourself get out of the picture and you say, I'm an Eved Hashem. Everything I try to do in this world is to bring more of a relation of God's Kovach Shemaim. And I learned in a Rashir from Rav Kluger that says that when you close your eyes from all the Sheker, you may, it's not supposed to feel so, wow, I feel so, I want to dance right now. But you will start to feel like you want to dance soon once you realize that what you did brought tremendous Nachat Ruach in Shemaim. And that's hard. Because usually we think the things that want to make us feel you know, really good are going to make us want to dance right away. But that's not how it works when it comes to the emet la'amita, the pnimius of the pnimius of the life. So when was the last time someone did a mitzvah and they were conscious of the fact that what they're doing right now brings tremendous pleasure to God and it made you as happy as whatever else makes you happy that doesn't go through that, that whole train of thought. What, let's be very shallow, but real, Okay. What makes us, what's the last time someone could, was willing to say here, something made them very happy? Don't tell me what you think I want to hear. Let's just be real. Thank you. <laughs> yes. That's the deepest thing you could have said right now. Okay? She's been here for a while. So she... 100%. 100%. That brings me simcha, right? But... Did I, uh, am I able to elevate that? Uh, maybe can, maybe you can, but I'm saying like the normal person, maybe they can't really just be like, oh my God, the fact that I'm happy over one of the creations of God that went into my system must bring Hashem so much nachas because every parent wants their children to feel happy. It's generally not how we relate to things that bring us instant happiness, right? But now flip that over. When was the last time we, we did a, a, a mitzvah? Okay, we did a mitzvah. And the consciousness with, with which we did it was, was that right now, I must be giving Hashem tremendous amount of pleasure. Like, when was the last time I woke up in the morning in Eretz Yisrael with the awareness of my decision to be here and go to sleep here and wake up here every day brings God an amazing amount of nachas? I'm going to start dancing. Yes, there's yechidim sometimes. Yeah, you have some of the chavra, you know plucked from different worlds. Yeah. yeah so is, a, is it a lower level? Is it, I mean, Hashem loves when we love His children, when we love each other. Right. So 
like I paid a shiva call yesterday, not to a chayal, not to some family I don't yeah. know, to someone who doesn't live here and happens to be sitting shiva here. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Like, oh, this is meaningful. Like I'm doing something meaningful. It's really going to mean a lot to her. I'm sure giving pleasure to Hashem will mean good pleasure, right. maybe. But um, just trying to understand where does that fit in? It definitely. No, that was just an example that we were able to say here because we have to focus on the mitzvah of, of Eretz Yisrael more than ever. But, of course, every mitzvah that you do in the emet lamito brings nachat to Hashem. He's speaking about a very deep level of bringing nachat to Hashem is when you look at the lie in its eyes and you say, I call you out on this. I'm not buying this. This is not the emet. And you close your eyes from it. So that's what you're speaking about is a mitzvah saseh, and of course that brings a lot of nachas to Hashem. Every, every mitzvah we do, the, the shayla is how much does that really mashpia in my heart? Like, did you leave that shiva thinking, wow, this was like a really, uh, a, a moment that in, if I had an image of Shemaim right now, I would see a tish and a favrengin and Hashem doing a lachaim with everyone saying, look at my kinderlach. He's saying, you believe that when you choose to call out sheker in the world, they do that for bringing in Shemaim, and Hashem invites all the tzaddikim to sit at the table, and he looks at the midah of Emes that came to him in the beginning and said, don't create this world, and he gives him the mic, and he says, okay, you want to, you want to say anything? You have anything to say? That's, the, that's a deeper level of bringing nachat Baruch Hu. But the point that I was saying was that neither of those things bring us immediate semcha. That's the way we know it, like from food. Right? Yeah. It could be a selfish simcha, though. Like, I came here thinking, oh, I want to do mitzvahs, you know, for the soldiers. So when I put batteries for all, the whole day into uh, flashlights. But I wonder, simcha, was it really simple for me? It made me feel good. You right. Know? Did, did, it, did it really, like, panemius, like, really get it? I don't know. Not yet, but that's a shlav towards it. You see, we're not trying to say it's either everything or nothing. We're building blocks, right? So it's good you're calling it out at least. You know, you're saying, like, yeah, I did a holy thing. Yeah, now I could, like, feel, oh, wow, I, you know. So that's the, that's, listen, Mechila, and please forgive me for saying this, but I've been, mamish, like, there's been no um, muzzle on this mouth this week for some reason, <laughs> is that we're getting to Shlav even with, with all the holy chever that we have that are on missions. A certain shlav, it's, it's like, I, I want to challenge one mission to come here and not take one picture or one video. Do everything you do, do not take out your pocket computer. Like, that would be, that would be the ultimate. Like, someone, again, no filter. Someone called me uh, two months ago, and, and, and he said to me, Shleimeh, what, um, how come you're not going to any of the chayalim? Like, well, how could it be? You're not going to any of chayalim. Now, this is someone that's, that's, that, okay. It's nobody, but it's someone. And I said to him, what are you talking about? He's like, you haven't posted anything. I said, yeah, I, I only, I only, you know, I didn't know how to really respond. It only happens if it's, you're right. You know, you know. Meaning, meaning, but like this. I want to. I want to now. Now let's go backwards. The kav schut in it. On the level of the pashtus of emas, everyone has been doing the most incredible, deep, and holy things that are needed for Am Yisrael, and the chayalim have been benefiting from each person, whether they post or they don't post. 
the chayalim are getting what they're getting, nechun. But we're talking here right now about avoda pnimis, 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 that has nothing to do with anything but is this megala your kavod shemaim in the world? That's a very high level, but it's so worthwhile to aim towards getting there. Like the real pnimis, like the the the. The real art of the Baal Shem Tov has nothing to do with, with the outside stuff. It's all, it's all inside. It's all deep stuff inside. But that would be amazing. And, and you know what? If I'm saying it about missions that come here, it would be true about anything. Like, could it be that if we did something that, that Mamish no one knows about, like we learned a few years ago, do you have any secrets with Hashem? Right? I, I don't remember when we did this. This is a long time ago. At least four or five years ago, we were speaking about this. Like, do you have any secrets with Hashem? Because a secret we have with God, the more that you hold on to it, it makes you more and more beautiful. The moment you share it and you let it out, that beauty goes out of you. It's a Torah from Reb Nachman. Reb Shlom used to say this. The Pasuk in Tehir, in the, in the Kabbalah Shabbos, we say, Oz v'tiferet b'migdasho. Oz, strength, Right, it needs you need a lot of strength in order to hold back from letting the whole world know about your tiferet. But oz v'tiferet produces a mikdashon, and that that's how you build the base of mikdash. So it was a beautiful teaching. Oz, if I have oz over my tiferet, then I end up with the base of mikdash. Right, it's a very listen. I'm someone that from the moment that this whole social media thing began. I'm constantly in battle trying to understand like how much is it really, really about the reach, which many of you are, are, are living proofs to the recipient of using the social media aspect of it, as opposed to when does it stop being about really trying to find the shamas and just about showing what you did. It's a constant battle. And anyone says they're not in that battle, they, I just... They're not human. You know, I can't relate to them. To be real, mamash, to be crystals. So we're speaking up here about acknowledging that there are certain things that you don't post on social media. Uh, um, you, can't, you, can't ex- you can't basically express this to anyone besides yourself when you close your eyes from darkness and call out the sheker for real, for real, for real. That's something that just happens between you and the Ribbon Shleilam. And Rav Kluger is saying that in that moment that I do that, I bring such simcha to Hashem. And eventually, if I do more and more of those moments, that simcha that I know that I bring God makes me happier than anything. I take the simcha that I just do for myself. That's not with the consciousness and awareness of the Rebbe Anish Shouldn't you spread it after? I'm sorry? Shouldn't you spread it after us? How? That that's the that's the million dollar question. Um, How? Unfortunately, social media is the way. Like if you if you're doing it from from the MS point of view, it's that like seeing other people doing it still it encourages people to do it still. Right, it does. But the, the, keeping yourself in constant check that it yeah. it stays that is a very deep avoda. It's very it's it's not so simple. Right. And if there's no 
And if there's the few people that can actually do this work and cover their eyes and say this is Shekha, and they tap into the light, so they should be spreading it out even more. The, the, it's true have, right no 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 it's true if anyone should it should be that chevra but they should probably hire someone that does it for them <laughs> they should probably hire someone that does that for them that they don't get in, entangled in it yeah that's the dream I keep thinking about the story with, when Miriam and Miriam is speaking to Aaron and who did that to Moshe not Moshe Hashem comes and says right you don't know I speak to Elke pa- yeah. Moshe's not showing it up right he's the ultimate uh, yeah nachon but for us, I just want to give us koach to like understand, you will eventually reach the deepest place of shalom bayis between your body and your soul before Mashiach comes, while we're still wrapped in a world of olam hasheker, and you say, I'm out of here, it's Friday afternoon, I'm bringing Shabbos in early. Now, as an example, that was one of the hardest things, but also one of the most liberating things to do the first few weeks of the war, was to turn our phones off, because, or not to turn it off, but at least to put it away, and not be glued to it every second because of what was going on. And yet, like, we had this, like, I, I mean, at least I could speak for myself. I said to myself, what gives me the heta to be able to, uh, to like, say, no, I'm going into Shabbos now. There's a war out in there in the world. But now it's already, the, the energy of that has changed. Now Erev Shabbos can come in on Sunday. It can come in on Monday. It can come in on Tuesday. It can come in on any day of the week. What is that? How does that, like, How? By just saying, what I see is not real. It's not the truth. That's the deep thing. I could call something out, but it still affects me. But if I call it out with the consciousness of this is bringing nachat Hashem, the sheker has no influence on me. It does nothing to me. I'm a free person. There's so many stories of the Alter Rebbe and, and the Friedeker Rebbe, and a lot of the tzaddikim, while they were like, this famous story of the Alter Rebbe on the boat and the Friedrich Rebbe in prison also, when, when what you're doing, when you call out Sheker so clearly to yourself, the, nothing, nothing can really mashpi on you. You have pain over Am Yisrael that's suffering, but the reality of the lie that's so thick in the world does nothing to you because you've invited Gilui Kvod Malchus Shamaim into your being and it really becomes about Hashem. And that type of Simcha there's no greater simcha in the world than that. And it may not look like the simcha of getting up and dancing, but there's no greater simcha than having shalom bayis, and everyone knows that. And we're talking about shalom bayis. The simcha of shalom bayis is not something that is perhaps like something that can be seen, because it's happening so deep inside between body and soul. The simcha of shalom bayis is a result of bringing nachat ruach to Kaddish Baruch That's more or less how he's been... I mean, we went off a little bit of a tangent, but that's really... That's really what he says. Go back into the middle of this paragraph, Derech Mashal. You see the words Kiv Yachol? Do you see it inside, the word Kiv Yachol? Or I'll just read from the beginning of it, okay? Derech Mashal, Yehudi otsem enav mirot bera. Af shekvar en lo mikach sipuku simcha, biot ruchon nefula kvar pkua umara. How many Levias have we been to the last few months? How many Shiva calls have we gone to? How many hospitals, how many stories, how many hundreds of orphans are there and widows and the, the, the choshech val choshech. So the fact that I close my eyes right now and I say the world is, is sheker, it's not going to, I'm too beaten down right now for that to actually make me feel happy. I am. 
it's not supposed to make me happy. And the way that I understand happiness. It's not supposed to make me feel so devout and good and holy. Rav Kluger is saying, at that moment, you're made a gilu kvot shamayim. Hashem Yisbarach has real tremendous simcha from it. Why? Because, kivyachor menatseach et ta'anat malachav. Because at that moment, you yourself looked into the eyes of the angels that told God, don't create the world because everyone will become sheker. And you, thousands of years after the world was created, are standing up next to Kisei HaKavod, looking at the angels, the Midah of Emmet, that said, don't create the world, everything's sheker, and you're saying, not me. That's a big thing. That's not a little thing. You ever think, can you imagine like, like taking a few seconds and, and doing a visualization of this? That the moment that I call out it's sheker, what I'm really doing is Hashem is like saying, okay, come here. Let's go back in time, Ke'idu, and show the malach that came to me and said, don't create the world, the man is full of shkarm. I want them to see how they were wrong. What a, what a moment. What a deep experience that is. Because you're showing them, the darkening despair, the, the, the holiness that comes from such a darkening despair, Holiness that comes, emet that comes from being thrown into the ground, which means into the world. Products of being people that are completely surrounded by all the materialistic lusts with which a person has to kind of like, you know, maneuver through in this world. And I'm, everyone wants to be loved, everyone wants likes, everyone wants to be the popular voice in the name of justice, the name of whatever sounds more enticing. And I'm looking at all that and I'm saying, Ich bin Ayid, right? I'm a Jew, I'm a Jew, and none of none of this matters. It's all sheker. It's all sheker. Hashem says you couldn't have imagined that such a product a product could ever be produced from such a world, but I did. Hashem says I did. That was the kavana of bria. This is the real kavana of bria. The real kavana of creation of the world wasn't that it should be a world of lies. It should be the produced people like this, the Jewish people. This is who we are, the Jewish people, bnei Yisrael. The more that a Jew becomes clear on the fact that reality as he or she knows it in this world is all sheker, you are bringing, it uses all this different terminology, korat ruach, I don't even know how to say that. Esli, how would you say that? Yeah, it's just a prettier way of, although nachat's like the prettiest yeah. word, but it's a deeper word of saying, it brings nachat Hashem itbarach. Bame'at shemevi kfi yecholto, with that little bit of calling out sheker, the little bit of it, yesh bo et ha-koach liot besimcha, lamrot ha-kol u-biglal ha-kol. So, lamrot ha-kol, despite everything and because of everything, you, with ways that we could never explain, to the world, if I know that I am with my nekuda of emet, in the face of all the sheker, 
no circumstance could ever, ever take away from me the ability to feel real pnimius dika simcha. Because the greatest simcha a person wants in this life is to feel real. That's really what it is. The greatest simcha a person really wants, whether they're, they're, they're aware of it or not, is that they want to feel that they are being real. And calling out sheker, no matter what's going on around me, as painful as that may be, it's a painful loneliness you may end up with, but it leads you to a place of simcha pnimit, real simcha. Real simcha. Right? He's saying, you go to any Hasidic at the end of the day, the Rebbe says everything, but really, all the Talmudim of the Baal Shem Tov told their students, like, okay, so what's their whole Torah? Tiyu Simcha. Right? Now, usually, when you're on your journey in the middle of it, and someone tells you, Bi Simcha, that's the last thing you feel in that moment. You, you, you usually, like, you, you want to punch them. You want to throw them away. You say, it's like, you don't get me. You don't get me. You think that Biba Simcha, Kita Aleph stuff is going to work on me? Do you know how broken I am? And the, 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 the command, Tiyuba Simcha, isn't saying, things are so good, Biba Simcha. What the command is really saying, Biba Simcha, because you've conquered a level of, re, of real reality, of Emet Lamito. Because you're actually fulfilling the purpose of creation for a person to come into this world and dispel the darkness. Over that, not because life is great. Because of the realization you're coming to. That's enough of a reason. That's a Rav Kluger's understanding of the commandment. You come to a Rebbe, you're pouring out the whole thing, and it's all the suffering and the trials and the tribulations, and the Rebbe ends up in saying, And it's so hard to hear that, but the tzaddikim know and understand that that really is the ma'aneh of the nefesh. That's what the soul is really longing for. It's to be besimcha, over the fact that I'm calling out sheker in the world. But what happens is, But the heart remains sealed and shut to receive the word, the holy words. Next page. How could I, on, the, on the handouts? Because how could I be happy right now under the conditions that I'm in? How could I? How, how could I be right now? I'm going to say that again. Okay, I'm going to read it outside. Rav Kluger says, How can a Yid be prepared to hear the commandment, once it's become clear to you that Simcha is clearly recognizing that our Tafkid in this world is calling out the Shekhar? If my tafkid in this world is to find ways that make me happy, and someone says, Biba Simcha, while I'm surrounded by hell, then you're right, I can't hear any of that because my heart's sealed and shut to that. But if I have a clear recognition, a clear recognition, that the real Simcha of life is being able to call out Sheker, that that will lead me to the realest Simcha, most real Simcha, 
there's nothing that can prevent that from me. No life circumstance could ever take that away from me. There's nothing that could happen in this world. No, no enslaver, no, there's nothing that could take it away from me. Eventually. See, we think it doesn't work instantly, though. That's the, that's the Indian, and it definitely doesn't work instantly when you're running from Leviah to Leviah. So the horrible thing would be to come out of the Shia and be like, there must be something wrong with me because I know there's Sheker in the world, but I'm not, and I'm not feeling Besimcha. That's because there's so much pain in the Am right now. There's so much pain, but to understand who we are as a nation right now, we are bringing incredible Nachat Ruach Takadish Baruch by holding on to the truth, by closing our eyes from the whole world. Yesterday, to torture myself, I listened to Galei Tzal as I was picking up one of my kids from somewhere, and there's one, you know, like those of you that grew up in Israel, you know, there's certain figures in your life that you mamish, you just, you just want to strangle, or you want to ask Hashem, why did you give them a microphone? How could it be that they got a microphone for Am Yisrael right now? How could it be? How could it be that they have the hashpa and so many yidin? So, don't worry, your husband is a tikkun. I'm just saying. Your husband is a shadar. He's, has a, he's on a, a, a channel 14. He's gewalt. <laughs> he's gewalt. He's 100%. I'm talking about Galit Sahal. It's a very, very intense klipa. There's no aspiration to become Israeli to, to, in this level at all, just so you should know. Just, I grew up like this from such a young age, right? And just to show you how much, like, the tefillahs for the... That this is not clear yet. It's not yet clear to everyone like this. You know, there's a kenis. There's this big, hopefully, a big gathering on Sunday, I think, of also certain Knesset members, and I think 3,000 people that are gathering in Yerushalayim to start discussing the Ribonut on Aza, sovereignty over Aza again, right? I think every, every single Jew should be there. Amamash, every single Jew should be there. So the Merayenet, the interviewer, called up a woman that's very involved in this. Her name is Daniela Weiss. That's the woman that's involved in organizing this. She's been a big activist for many, many years. She lives in Kedumim. I think she's one of the founders of Maryland. Do you know her? Daniela Weiss? Yeah. She's a mamash. Isha Eshet Eretz Yisrael. And the Merayenet starts asking her, she's trying to like, like the whole world that's listening to her is on her side. The interviewer is asking her, she's like, did you ever hear of a thing called the Hague? Be, belittling her and the whole conference. Did you ever hear of a thing called the Hague? Haven't we gotten them already too upset? And it was so hard to hear because she has a microphone for Am Yisrael right now, this woman. And this is the woman that all the women's rights, Bechila, but all the women's rights stuff, she's on the front lines always. And whenever there's a chance to like, you know, take a stand in, uh, for all the, all the things today that a lot of the Olama Sheker, when it's convenient for them, represent, I'm being very careful, you know, and I'm thinking, like, to myself, like, Hague is the greatest sheker of this generation, in our, in our face, Den Hach, right? It is such a sheker, and a yid that still thinks that 
we have to be po'el al pilat doesn't have any simcha in their life. That, that, that's what I was feeling. I knew we were going to learn this. And I was saying, there's no way that this person has real shalom bias. Because she's a Yiddish neshama at the end of the day. And her neshama is in jail. In jail. Absolutely incarcerated in the body. And I started having simcha. You know what? Not because she, not because the truth is she's in jail. Because I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. Hague means it doesn't, and then I, you know, and then I started having I, I started having simcha after being so broken that a person has to like you know have a, a little bit of a simcha about that his own shtikel elokus isn't in jail, at least on that level, right? So that's what Rav Kluger is saying. If you can find, if you could find in yourself that nakuda that no matter what is going on in the world, you've called out sheker. Understand, you have the ability to be tuned in to simcha she'ena tluya b'davar. Simcha that's not dependent on anything. The <coughs> other simchas are smachot she'tluyat b'davar. Even going to a shiva and feeling good about it, or what, what did you say you were doing? Flashlights? Packing batter? Those are great things, but the simcha was dependent on doing an action. Right? It's a simcha, meaning simcha. It's a, it's a nachat. But then there's a reality of a reality that brings about a simcha she'ena tluya b'davar that it doesn't it's not dependent on anything other than calling out sheker in the world. Thought is higher than action. hundred percent. Thought is higher than action. Now he says over here, if you really want to be able to live like this, so now he gives a little push to, to find yourself a rabbi or a rav. He says, But all this stuff we just said right now. You can't just keep on running back to this sefer and read these paragraphs to, to remember this. He says, Hashem created the world in such a way The only way a tree can produce a fruit is if it receives rain and sunlight. There's no, there's no other way that it could just sprout forth. So we have to keep on, you know, we have to keep on, how do you say that, to... Uh, Water, water the garden. We water our garden to, in order for it to, to produce something. Like the land, like after it receives rainwater. Because He's saying, since we merit to this incredible hiskashrus, to the foundations of the world, Yesodei Olam Tzadikim, and to receive from them Or Zarua, planted light, all we have to do is just turn our ears a bit clearer and deeper to everything they've told us. Really, he's focusing from the time of the Baal Shem Tov. That if you really hear, if you're really willing to ignore the world, and choose to listen to people that are unaffected by the sheker, which are the tzaddikim, what can you hear? You can hear the words, Yidlach, B'ni Kel Chai, you're the sons of the living God. Tachlit neshama, beha'arata b'shutafa ha'rach v'aneeman, hashkinu shalom ben nishmatchem legufchem. Place peace between your neshamas and your bodies. 
לא כבעל חסד המוכן לעשות טובה גדולה ולגמול משלו, למרבה עלבון המקבל, אלא כחתן היוצא לקראת כלה, כך תסכים נשמה בשמחה להחליף מהותה המופשטת במציאות חייה הרוחנים עם הגוף המעשי כפי ערכו, ערכו ודמותו. In a nutshell what he's saying over here, this is like the end of, of, of everything he built up for, he's like, once you start doing this, you'll see that you'll be like, oh, that, you're like, what's the key for Shalom Bayes? What's like one of the most like, important keys for Shalom Bayes between husband and wife? C word, it starts with a C. Communication. Once, once you have this kind of language of your soul, the communication becomes much clearer between the body and the soul because it's usually in this nigud interesim, which means like, I want different things. But once the, nesham, once the body says, and the always, the never falls into sheker. But once the body, the, the, the mind, us, we say, I'm done with this, then, the, then it could start to understand the language of the soul, there's communication. Then things work in, with so much harmony. It, it's such a union, there's such a, such a togetherness. And he says, Our chilek in building Beis HaMikdash before the actual Beis HaMikdash is choosing to call out the Sheker in the world. This tremendous expression of general Shalom Bayis between the Neshama and the place that it's held in. Now the bottom paragraph over here is something we said last week. I'm just going to repeat it because it's, it's the end of this wonderful Mimer. Aaron Akoin, remember who was the person that always represented Shalom Bayis and Am Yisrael? Aaron Akoin. Oiv Shalom, Rodev Shalom. The, the, the Midrashim speak about how he would bring Shalom between husband and wife and all different types of people. Aaron Akoin Ayao Evet Abriot. Briya. He would love creations. Briya Hina Bitui Litsur Zair Upaut Sheenba Maalad Zulat Ruach Haim Klusha. Loving someone just because they're created. Because of no, nothing that's dependent on it is the way Aaron Akoin looked at every person. You're a shtikel elokus. You're worth loving. Just because you are. You're worth loving. And nonetheless, even though they didn't do anything in the world, Aaron Akoin showed how precious we are just by the mere fact that we are. That's what a real Rebbe does. He doesn't just point out the good nekudot about you and tell you to focus on them. He comes to bring you to a place of being in awe of the fact that you are. You just, you, I know it sounds insane, but you understand what I'm saying right now? When you're saying be in awe of the fact that you exist, that you exist. Or do you need to wait for a Nova survivor to say the same words that I just said in order to feel it? Because that's what they say. I wake up in the morning... And now my experience of just being is the greatest gift in the world. The avodas and nefesh of a yid is not to wait for a catastrophe to come to that realization. It's by internalizing the teachings of the Baal Shem Tov that I get there, not by emergency, by, by, by bechira, by choosing this. He would show a person just by the fact that they're there, that they're so special, and this is how they brought them closer to Torah. Like Aaron Akoin lived in his life, the same Koyach is alive in us as well. 
להשכין שלווה ושמחה בין נשמה לגוף. Everyone's so into going and doing shalom bayis by other people. It's, it's, a, it's, a more, it's, a, it's a much more kedai Indian to first understand how to make shalom bayis between your own guf and neshama before you go off and try to make it between couples. This is the depth of the inner secret of the building and the destruction. The fixing and the disconnect. הגלות והגאולה העומדת אחר כותלנו, הנה בא במהרה בימינו. Like Rav Kluger is saying, all this talk is so that you don't feel like an outsider when Mashiach actually comes. That you actually feel like an insider. Like you're not shocked by anything. It's not weird for you. It's all this type of avodas and nefesh is in order so that you actually feel so much more at home when geula comes than you feel at home right now. Should be a huge amen to that one. Lekayem banu. So now, what was the name of this mimer? Does anyone remember? It says on the top. Simchat Yerushalayim Merachok. That's the name of this mimer, right? So he says all of this is really what what the pasuk means in the chemia. Lekayem banu mikrash and emar veizbechu bayomahu zvachim gedolim veismechu. כי האלוקים שמחם שמחה גדולה, וגם אנשים והילדים שמחו. Not just the עובדים, not just the rebels and the tzadikim. ותישמה שמחת ירושלים מרחוק. And the simcha of Yerushalayim will be heard even by far, by far, by far. So, of course, that's describing what's going to be, what's already happening right now. Hearing the simcha of Yerushalayim from far, is our platform of our Avodat Hashem today. The Simcha of Yerushalayim Bebinyana, when it's rebuilt, everything will be fixed one day without all this Avoida. But, Misha Tarach Be'erev Shabbat Yochal B'Shabbat. We want to be people that when Mashiach comes, as he's Mamash going to be coming, it'll all feel completely aligned with us. We won't feel like we're, you know, I, I was having certain conversations when the war first started, because people were had this very interesting reaction of like, oh my God, this really may this may be right now that Mashiach is coming because the, we're about to be annihilated again. Like it actually is going to happen again, and I believe Mashiach is going to come. So I would say, so so why are you freaking out? Say <laughs> because I don't know if I'm really want Mashiach to come. <laughs> why not? Because it means that it's going to be so different than what I know now. So it was a big, uh, it was a big trigger for me to, to hear some of those conversations. And that's why all the learning we've been doing since then has really been so that as Mashiach is coming, we're not freaked out by it, actually. Like, we're hopefully inviting Shabbos early and early. Anyway, that, that should be for us a strong pillar of... Uh, of Koyach, and I bless us all to have at least one moment a day when I stop and I do something. Now the Sheker is going to keep on growing. It's not, it's, it's supposed to be like this also. The Sheker is going to keep on growing. But for us as individuals that can hold on to something, it would be just the greatest privilege. And I learned that this brings huge Nachat Ruach to Hashem right now. So Hashem is Baruch, I know you're dancing right now, 
have Rechmanes on your kids, we want to dance with you. If we do that more and more, the level of inner simcha that we'll be feeling will be something that we could... We should all be Zohar for it. Bezrat Hashem.